Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, February 3rd. Our Boston Bruins are set to play the Philadelphia Flyers this evening at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, and we will preview that game here on the show today, as well as update the upcoming schedule, which has been set off course a bit by COVID, uh, answer your mailbag questions, and take a look at the daily dose of news and notes from around the hockey world. Let me remind you before we start that you can find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcasts, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a new episode. If you could also rate and review, preferably kindly, that would be very much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, you can find the podcast at LO Boston Bruins, recently scrapped the underscore, and you can find me at Ian C. McLaren. If you're on Instagram, same handle for myself, for the podcast, it's Locked On Bruins. Let's get right to it, shall we? In case you missed it yesterday, the NHL announced that Buffalo Sabres games have been postponed at least through February 8th as a result of two players entering the NHL's COVID protocols. Those two players were later announced to be Taylor Hall and Rasmus Ristolainen. This decision was made by the league, the NHLPA, and the team's medical groups who determined that more caution was warranted while the league continues to analyze test results in the coming days. What does this mean for our Bruins? Well, Boston was scheduled to host Buffalo on Saturday, February 6th, and Monday, February 8th. Both of those games have been postponed and will be made up at a later date. Now, all of this comes as a result of Buffalo hosting the New Jersey Devils this past weekend. There were players on the team on the COVID protocol list. There were players, I guess, who should have been on the protocol list. The games were not suspended. It has affected the Buffalo Sabres. Apparently, they're pretty upset about the fact that the games weren't postponed. And now it's trickling down and affecting our Boston Bruins, who, after playing tonight and Friday in Philadelphia, will get a few days off uh, as a result of these two games being postponed. I guess the quote-unquote good news is that the Bruins were scheduled to play a back-to-back Friday in Philly and then back home on Saturday against Buffalo, but that will not be taking place because of the postponed game Saturday. However, the games will have to be made up at a later date, and uh, you know the schedule will be further compressed as we move down the season. So that's the latest on the Bruins' upcoming schedule. No game Saturday, Monday against the Sabres. After these two games against the Flyers, they'll be back in action next Wednesday, February 10th at New York Rangers, where they will also play on Friday the 12th before playing the Islanders on Long Island on Saturday. So the Bruins now only have two scheduled home games this month with 
two games scheduled against the New Jersey Devils on the 15th and the 18th. And then they're technically the home team for the outdoor game in California, Lake Tahoe, against the Flyers on the 21st. Uh, so, yeah, some upheaval when it comes to the schedule for tonight. The Bruins taking on a Philadelphia Flyers team that they have already played this season. If you recall, the Bruins beat the Flyers in their home opener 5-4 in a shootout. And then they dominated with a 6-1 win a couple days later. If you listened to the podcast yesterday, you would have heard me update the East Division Power Rankings. While the Flyers have put themselves in an early playoff spot... I'm not really convinced that they are as good as their record appears to be. Right now, they're at the top of the East with a record of 7-2-1, 15 points, a 750 point percentage, plus 4 goal differential. But as I mentioned yesterday, their underlying numbers are not very encouraging at all. In fact, among the 31 NHL teams, they have a league-low Corsi percentage of 44.07. That means they are regularly and consistently being out-attempted by the opposition. Every time a puck is thrown towards the net, it's a shot attempt. They have taken 349 shot attempts. They've allowed 443. Uh, In fact, the Washington Capitals, who are tied with the... uh, Flyers atop the East Division with 15 points, they're second last in terms of Corsi percentage 46.25 what about our Bruins well after last night's action they are third they're behind the Carolina Hurricanes and the Colorado Avalanche with a 56.16 Corsi percentage that means that you know it is a small sample size to date the Flyers have played I think 10 games our Bruins have played only uh, nine games but The Bruins regularly out-attempting the opposition. The Flyers regularly being out-attempted by the opposition. Put that together, and the Bruins could be well-positioned for a win in Philly tonight, especially with David Pasternak back in the lineup, feeling healthy and ready to help a power play that has gone a bit cold. Bruce Cassidy mentioned this in practice on Tuesday That the power play, you know, went one for eight, I believe, against the Washington Capitals. And it's something that he is looking to get back on track, especially now that Pasternak is back in the lineup. And perhaps there was just a bit of an adjustment period with the new look power play and Pasternak being back in the lineup. He said, this is Bruce Cassidy. On Monday night, he didn't think the puck moved as well as it normally does. He wasn't putting that on Pasta. He obviously wants him on the power play all day long. Pasta's going to want his touches. He likes to handle the puck. That's one area where a team gets a little off when it doesn't move as quick. He just tried to remind them, it doesn't matter who scores. There's five of you out there. You're all going to feel effective every night. So yeah, it was just a bit of yeah getting adjusted to Notori Krug on the power play, Nick Ritchie's new role out there, and uh, as such, That should be uh, an area where they can break out a little bit, perhaps as early as these couple games against Philly. Their shooting percentage at 5-on-5 play, also still a bit low. So another area where they could uh, see a breakout. Tuesday, there were a few players missing from practice. Brad Marchand, he went 
hard into the boards Monday night in Washington. Played through the game. They're just giving him a day to recoup fully from that bump. Uh, McAvoy, he's played long, tough minutes in the last few games, so he was given a rest on Tuesday, as was Kevin Miller, who played a physical game against the Caps. And uh, Cassidy said he thought he had a hard game Monday, some hits, took some, gave some, just wanted to let him relax, and they'll all go on this morning here for the morning skate before the 8 p.m. start tonight. So not expecting any unexpected absences in tonight's game against the Flyers. Of course, Matt Grizzlick, Jake DeBrusque, Andre Kasha still out of the lineup, as is uh, Jack Stadnika. So we'll probably see a lineup pretty similar to what we saw the other night in Washington. A lineup that erased a three-goal deficit, 1-5-3, with some pretty great contributions coming from the blue line as well, as I discussed yesterday. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, nut and non-nut, six new flavors as well that are quite amazing, I must say. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, as well as the 12 original flavors. Now, each bar covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, but the Great thing is, they're perfect for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-in-fiber, great if you're on the keto diet. Right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Mix and match your bars, put together your perfect box of Built Bars, and use promo code locked on at checkout to get 20% off your next order. It's a great deal. You will not regret it. You can now get more of the sports news you need in less time with our Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from local experts. Start your day off with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Before we get to mailbag questions, the Bruins have released a news bulletin. (laughs) Do we call them that anymore? No. But Hockey Canada has announced that Don Sweeney has been named an assistant manager of Team Canada for the 2022 Beijing Olympics. Sweeney will work alongside St. Louis Blues general manager Doug Armstrong to help build the 2022 Team Canada roster. Really great honor for Don Sweeney. And uh, hopefully that means that our coach, Bruce Cassidy, will at least be in line for assistant coach responsibilities, if not head coach, seeing as he is, of course, the reigning Jack Adams trophy winner. So really great honor for for Don Sweeney. Congrats, and hopefully there is (laughs) some Olympics that actually do happen next year. Now, I had a couple questions from last week that came in late, so I'll get to those off the top. First comes from our friend Beth at Iverweet, and she asks, what has surprised you most about the Bruins so far? I think it would definitely be the play of young defensemen like Jeremy Lozon and Jacobs Borrell. There were, of course, a lot of questions coming into the season about 
the defense with the departures of Zdeno Chara and Tori Krug. And the Bruins' defense has been a strength of this team so far. They're allowing, I believe, the fewest shots on goal per game by any team at 23.2. And that's uh, better than the Vegas Golden Knights at 23.7. In terms of goals against per game, they rank uh, third at 2.22. The Carolina Hurricanes at 1.86. Colorado Avalanche at 2.18. Now, with the Bruins, it is, of course, a full team effort on defense. The forwards get involved, uh, helping with that part of the game as well. And again, all credit to head coach Bruce Cassidy for incorporating Lozon Zboril into the lineup and uh, just having the defense remain so strong without Chara and Krug. That's definitely been one of the most surprising things for me so far this season. Next question comes from Marco Originello. He asks, if the Bruins pull off a trade this year, who do you think they should trade for and why? I think a veteran D can always help, especially if he is a left D. Yeah, I can't disagree with that, despite my earlier uh, praise of the defense. It's still an area where the Bruins could use some veteran presence, especially when it comes to the playoffs, when, you know, poise, leadership, all of that comes into play. That experience could certainly help the Bruins when the games matter most. Um, you know, there's been talk of Keith Yandel. I'm not really down with that, considering his price tag. Uh, Vince Dunn, I think, would still be a good target on defense, although he's not really much of a veteran. That would be more of a building block. Uh, I could see them looking at some help on the right side as well. We've seen Andre Kasha out with an injury. Who knows when he'll be back and how effective he'll be when he does return, especially if there are lingering concussion issues. Uh, I'm still pretty high on him and think he could be a uh, good scorer for this team on the right side. But yeah, he's really off to a tough start in black and gold. Uh, so with Pasternak, Craig Smith, after that, you know, Chris Wagner's pretty much solidified as the fourth line right winger. Do you go with Stanika into the playoffs? Uh, will Zach Sinitian ever get a chance to play? Or do they go out and look for some more offensive punch to add on the right side if Andre Kasha is not able to play much this season? I, I'm not really sure, uh, but that could be a place where they look to improve as well. Uh, so yeah, always looking for veteran help on defense. Who knows if uh, Kevin Miller will stay healthy? Uh, that's a big question mark, although he has been pretty solid so far. Uh, and I would expect Don Sweeney to be active prior to the trade deadline, as he has proven to be in years past. Will Andres Bjork survive um, with some depth on the left side when uh, Jake DeBrus comes back and with the emergence of Trent Frederick and Nick Ritchie as effective players? Uh, that could be an area where they uh, subtract to add as well. So we'll see how that plays out uh, great question there next question comes from shelby at o schlebs who asks you meant you might have tweeted about it and i missed it but feelings about chara scoring his first goal against the bruins this kind of ties in with earlier answer as well uh, obviously 
I said before that I wanted Zidane Chara to remain in black and gold for the duration of his career. Very unfortunate that he wasn't, I wouldn't say pushed out of the lineup, but, you know, the Bruins decided they wanted to go younger, give these guys a look, and again, it's certainly working out so far. But to his credit, and, you know, he wanted to keep playing. He wanted a role with a contending team. He's getting that with the Capitals, and it's great to see him thriving with his new team. And, uh, again, all credit to him for fitting in well there and kind of bittersweet to see him scoring against the Bruins. It had been 15 years, I believe, since that had last happened, 2006, when he was a member of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, So yeah, good, good on him for fitting in well, for doing great with his new team. Still sad to see him uh, not not with the Bruins, but it seems to be working out well for both parties at this time. Hopefully, in the end, it works out best for the Bruins, as I will always root for uh, the team uh, to succeed. Um, and it would be really tough to see Chara win a cup with another team, for sure. The last question comes via Instagram. And again, you can find the podcast over there at Locked On Bruins. And Eric Michael at EricMG09 asks, I'm a B's season ticket holder and I'm getting through this mess by dreaming of my next hockey trip. I've done Montreal and Toronto. Should Ottawa be next? Be honest, I've heard mixed things about it since the rink isn't downtown. Those of you who know me know that I am a former Ottawa resident. I grew up in Ottawa Uh, Well, I guess from around kindergarten through to college. So yeah, most of my years were spent in Ottawa growing up. Uh, Lived in the south end of the city. Went to high school beside the rink that Steve Iserman uh, grew up playing in. It's now renamed Steve Iserman Arena. And Ottawa is a great city to be sure. It's got uh, a lot going for it. A lot of things to see, being Canada's capital, a lot of history. Uh, you can jump over to Quebec and go up into the hills. Um, yeah, so much stuff to do downtown, the Byward Market, etc. But as mentioned, it is quite far from the Canadian Tire Center. Um, seeing as, let me see here, how long does it take to get to the Canadian Tire Center? From downtown, you're looking at about a... 20 to 25 minute drive without traffic. It's 26.8 kilometers outside of the downtown area. If you're driving west out of town, it's pretty much the last building before you hit uh, the country. So not very ideally placed, the Canadian Tire Center, but if you can get a shuttle from downtown or uh, willing to make the drive, it's a pretty nice arena. Uh, It's I think about 20 years old now. They are looking to build an arena closer to downtown. Hopefully that works out for them. But Ottawa, very much worth the trip. Skate on the canal. Grab a beaver tail. See the site. See the parliament buildings. And uh, yeah, make the trek out to the rink for a a game. Get a shuttle if you can. That's, uh, That's the best way to do it. Thanks so much for sending in some mailbag questions. I really do appreciate all of you who do that on a regular basis. 
it's fun to interact. And I also, uh, yeah, just enjoy hearing your questions. Uh, so again, every Wednesday here on the podcast, send questions to at LO Boston Bruins or at ENC McLaren on Twitter. And I'll be sure to answer those again next week. BetOnline.ag is the place to get all the best odds for your sports betting needs. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. You can get in on the action. If you use promo code LOCKEDON, you can receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that's BetOnline.ag. You can also visit them on Twitter and Instagram at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account. Use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, you can take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilding of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. Before we get into some news and notes from around the NHL, the Bruins are currently taking to the ice in Philly for their morning skate, and it looks like there may be a change at the bottom of the lineup as Anton Bleed is skating on the left side of the fourth line with Sean Corrali, while Andres Bjork shifted to the right wing of the fourth line. Trent Frederick, Charlie Coyle, Chris Wagner, third line, Richie Krejci Smith on the second line, and of course the top line of Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak. So it looks like Carson Kuhlman will be taking his seat in favor of Anton Bleed. I, for one, would have liked to have seen Zach Sinitian get a look with, uh, you know, Frederick Coyle, Sinitian perhaps, or Richie Coyle, Sinitian, uh, with Bjork staying on the left side. But it does not appear as though he is in line to get playing time anytime soon which uh, you can read into that what you will I'll try to ask the coach about that at some point on a zoom but uh, no guarantees that I'll be able to but I shall try to get to the bottom of the Zaxonition status let's look at some rumors du jour around the NHL Darren Dreger reporting the Rangers have told Tony D'Angelo to wait at home as they work on trading the 25-year-old defenseman. Dreger said there's a ton of interest in him all of a sudden, which is kind of disappointing. A source claiming the blue liner could be moved within the next few days. I would think the Rangers would have to add a bit of a kicker to get that done, which might be why teams are interested if they could get a higher draft pick or retain salary. Uh, But... Uh, you know, again, D'Angelo, problematic figure on and off the ice, especially in the defensive zone and uh, on the right wing, hint, hint. Uh, but yeah, looks like there is some interest. Elliot Friedman added the Rangers are willing to absorb part of his cap hit to facilitate a trade, but it won't be easy to move him as any acquiring team knows there will be some heat taken on as a result. I mentioned earlier the Bruins could perhaps be looking to add some scoring if 
Andre Kostya's injury issues linger. It looks as though Florida Panthers winger Brett Connolly could be available. He was made a healthy scratch in the last two games, and a contender could show interest in the 28-year-old. Of course, Connolly was acquired by Peter Chiarelli a couple of years ago um, in an attempt to bolster scoring for the playoffs. Didn't work out as he was injured, but he has become a pretty reliable scorer in the years since and uh, currently has a four-year deal with a average annual cap hit of $3.5 million. Uh, so that could be a kicker there. Uh, but yeah, interesting name that has popped up that has some Bruins uh, ties in the past. And I think that's pretty much it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thanks again for taking some time to listen. Looking forward to tonight's game against the Flyers. Remember, they'll be back in action on Friday. And then a couple days or a few days off as they work through this uh, delay caused by the Devils and the Sabres. Um, yeah, I'll be watching the game tonight. Of course, you can follow along at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter. And we'll be back tomorrow to recap the game and look ahead to Thursday's rematch as well as update the top five teams around the league in a segment I like to call All the President's Men. Hope you're all doing well, taking care of yourselves, and have a great uh, rest of your Wednesday, friends. Peace.